0: The podcasts on the Sing Second Sports Network are a ProVision Advisors production. At ProVision Advisors, we specialize in strategic communication planning, execution, and coaching for senior level leaders and communicators dedicated to achieving success. Visit ProVisionAdvisors.net to learn more. Welcome to
1: another episode of the one and only Navy Football Podcast. I'm Bill Wagner, longtime Navy Athletics beat writer for the Capital Gazette newspaper and the Baltimore Sun, and I am joined by the, my burgeoning celebrity co-host, Eric Catani, who's doing interviews with WBAL Radio and is the guest bar- bartender at McGarvey's in Annapolis tonight, and Keenan Reynolds, who now stars in a major national commercial, so they're going to well beyond our humble podcast in their stardom. Uh, But hopefully we can retain their insight and analysis for a little while longer. Fellas, it's Navy Notre Dame week. And I will start like I always do by asking you for your memories. Uh, Eric has a great one. Eric was a part of the 2007 Navy team that broke the 43-game losing streak to Notre Dame. That was the longest losing streak in the history of college football. It had become an anchor around Navy's neck. And under the leadership of head coach Paul Johnson, Navy went out to South Bend and pulled out a 46-44 dramatic triple overtime victory. I'll never forget it as long as I live. So, Eric, let's start with you. What is your memory of that great
2: game? Oh man, yeah, that, that game was just outstanding for everybody. Um, involved organization and and taking that monkey off the whole team's back. My, my favorite memory, um, you know, it was the whole game, of course, but it was the celebration of afterwards just seeing all the players running the field, coaches sprinting the field, and then actually all the midshipmen got on the field. My 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 roommate, James Brown, actually found me. We were jumping up and down, just the sheer excitement of, you know winning that game and um, kind of, uh, you know, putting our team uh, etched in stone at the Naval Academy.
1: Now, Keenan's memories aren't quite as glorious because there was no win, but there were some close calls. As a sophomore, Keenan was part of a a Navy team that went to South Bend and only lost 38-34 at Notre Dame Stadium. And then the following year, 2014, when Keenan was a junior, it was 49-39, so it was a bit of a shootout. Then Navy couldn't quite keep up. That game was played at FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland. Um, Keenan, feel like it was a missed opportunity. Just a little notch in your belt that you would have liked to have had to have beaten Notre Dame during your four-year career as a starter.
3: Yeah, a lot of memories. Obviously, couldn't get it done. I still have a little salt in the wound about my sophomore year in South Bend. We should have beat them. We were killing them with the triple with the zone option. And uh, we ended up running in reverse on fourth and four. And it looked like it was going to be, you know, get us the first down. And Jalen Smith, who ended up being, a, you know, obviously in the NFL for a long time. I don't know who he's with now. But he, like, redirected and, and made the play for a tackle for loss. It was the craziest thing ever. But I just remember being very angry that uh, I didn't get the ball on that play. And I know that sounds terrible when I say it out loud. But, like, I felt like we were humming. And I was like, I was in the zone and I wanted the ball 14-4. Four four, I mean, who, who doesn't want the ball when, it, when it's crunch time like that? And so like, I always had that memory. And then even before we got to the point where we were driving the score, because I think we would have scored if we got that first down. Um, there was a play where we were, we were winning and Cody Peterson, I'll never forget this. He, he, I mean, his fingertips just barely missed the ball. I think they threw, I don't know who they threw the ball to. It was one of their like six, seven tight ends for a first down, like, third and eight. If he knocks the ball down, we probably win that game. But, I mean, it was literally, like, inches from from him making a play on the ball. So, like, yeah, most of my memories in Notre Dame is just, like, coming up short, like, a yard or two here or there. And pretty disappointing, actually. But, uh, you know, obviously a lot of fun to play in South Bend in that environment, touchdown, Jesus, all that jazz.
1: So obviously both Keenan and Eric were part of a lot of great Navy teams, winning Navy teams that did not beat Notre Dame. This is a three and six Navy team. Uh, they played tough against a very good Cincinnati opponent in a lot of ways. That was a good lead in to Notre Dame because Cincinnati is very similar, especially in terms of having a very stout defensive front. But I mean, Navy, what, what is the spread, Chris? I know, it, I know it's huge. Six, 16 and a half. Which is actually less than what Navy less, was. Uh, less than last week. Yeah, less than Cincinnati. Cincinnati was 18 and a half, so that's a little surprising.
2: Um, Eric, what, what is, how does Navy win this game? Can Navy win this game? Well, of course, any, you know, any day a team can show up and, and shock the world, um, you know, when I'm we beat them in 2007. They weren't the best team in Notre Dame, but you know, they're still Notre Dame. And you know, Paul Johnson said back in the day, he's like, uh, <clears throat> he goes, Notre Dame has, you know, 45 parade all Americans. We got guys in marching parades. So it's pretty, uh, pretty funny to some of the comments that Paul Johnson said over the years. But yeah, Navy, that was uh, always a great line. I love that one. Yeah, he, uh, he's a trip. Um, Navy, it's gonna be tough, you know, sweet. We've shown that we we're not a complete team yet. You know, we keep saying it over and over. You know, when are they going to show up? When are they going to be a complete team? Um, but you know, offense shows up one game, defense doesn't show up. Special teams makes mistakes here, or there. You know, miss field goals. It's uh, it's tough. And then on a, on a side note, Bill, what's any news with uh, Bijan Nichols? Is he coming back this week, or what's going on with that? That
1: is the mystery of the 2022 season. I go to practice and he looks perfectly fine. He moves. Well, I see him run from the special teams field of, uh, of, uh, Rip Miller over to the main field with, uh, when practice winds down, uh, we see him on the sideline at games, walking around. That is the mystery of the season. I don't know the answer. Uh, but I would say, no, I don't think he's coming back.
2: I think Daniel Davies is your kicker. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's your question. Uh, Navy's got to you know play a, a full game, uh, you know, play that game, uh, that we all think they can play. Um, But, you know, it's going to be a tough tough opponent, tough matchup. You know, I I watched Notre Dame play a bunch of teams, and they're big, strong, and fast, all facets of the offense, defense, and special teams. So it's going to be a a tough matchup.
1: Well, Brian Newberry, the Navy defensive coordinator, said there's no doubt what Notre Dame's going to do. Notre Dame decided after it it lost its first two games that it was going to become a power-rushing team and that's what they were going to do. They weren't going to fool around. And uh, they have done a very good job of that new philosophy. They rushed for 274 yards against North Carolina. They just rushed for 264 yards in a very impressive victory over Clemson was, was ranked number four at the time. Uh, they've rushed for over 200 yards in five games uh, in which they've won here during a stretch in which they've won six of seven to improve to six and three. But it's nothing new, Keenan. Notre Dame's always wanted to ground and pound on Navy. In fact, I've always shook my head. I've seen Navy, Notre Dame teams that were gouging Navy with the run, and guys like coaches like Charlie Weiss and others just had to be balanced and started throwing. And I felt like saying, why are you throwing the ball? They're not stopping your run game. But Navy's very good against the run. Navy's seventh-ranked rushing defense. And Brian Newberry and the players say this is a challenge they look forward to. Notre Dame's going to pin the ears back and say, we're coming at you. We're going to run it right at you. And Navy says, bring it. What do you think? Does the defense have a chance to stuff this rushing attack of the Irish?
3: If Notre Dame comes out and tries to ground and pound us, I actually think that plays into our hands. Being a top 10 rushing team is no easy feat. It doesn't matter. You know, regardless, NCAA, everybody's good. All these teams in the AAC can run the ball. They're big. They're bigger than us, so I think that if they want to come out and just you know play smash mouth ball, that actually is favorable to us and, and increases our odds of an upset. Where I get concerned is if they decide they want to come and be you know air raid. We haven't been very consistent in the past game, and we've given up a ton of big plays to a, to every team we played in the past game. So like if I'm if I'm strategically scheme, scheming up Navy, I'm not trying to make a save and running the ball. I'm gonna exploit what they've been weak at all year. And so I'm going to try to throw the ball. But, you know, when, you, when you're dealing with, you know, these types of teams, you get into this ego and this, uh, you know, this pissing match or whatever. So I think I think they'll come out and they'll try to, like, bully us around. So I think, you know, I, I expect to see us kind of show up and rise to that challenge. Um, but if they do do that and we do south the run, you know, I think things can get very interesting very fast.
1: Well, it has the uh, possibility of shaping up very similar to a service academy game because Notre Dame's, got a 32 minute time of possession. Navy's even higher. So this could end up being a very low possession game, which I do agree favors Navy. Um, One thing that I find maybe possibly good is that Xavier Arline played in the second half of the Navy Notre Dame game last season in South Bend. Uh, If you remember, Ty Lavatai got injured uh, late in the first half and Xavier had to come on and he played. So he's got experience in this environment. Um, the last question for Keenan before we go to a break. Uh, do you think that Xavier has the ability to lead Navy uh, offense and do the job and get the points necessary to upset Notre Dame?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think he's plenty talented. I think he has capability. He's, he's, he's shown his explosiveness in the run. He's going to have to make plays with his arm um, as, we've, as we've kind of like harped on over the last couple of weeks. Can you make plays with your arm? Um, so I think if he can make some big plays in the play-action game and run like he did last week, we might have a chance. No, we will have a chance. No, Mike, we will have a chance. What's going to be the, 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 the deciding factor is, are you going to get inside the 10 and not get any points? Are you going to get in the red zone and come away with three points? Can't afford to have, you know, 10, 12 play drives that end with three points or end with no points. Have to score touchdowns. I don't care how to get it. Touchdowns is the name of the game. So if he can score touchdowns, absolutely he can get it done.
1: All right, we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, it'll be the Academy Securities Alumni Spotlight.
0: All right, Sing Second fans, a few announcements from our friends at the Naval Academy Athletic Association. If you can't make it to Annapolis this weekend for the Notre Dame game or the big Patriot League, final soccer match don't forget to favorite navy on the espn app you can manage which navy alerts you receive including team news game stats and score alerts and don't forget to watch the navy midshipmen especially this soccer game play on espn plus If you are new to this, it's the greatest thing out there. No matter where you live in the country, you can follow Navy on the ESPN app and watch them on ESPN Plus, whether it's soccer, whether it's basketball, whether it's lacrosse, you have no excuse not to cheer for the mids all season long. And finally, the Kids Shipman Club is the official kids club of Navy athletics. For just $20, your membership includes exclusive gifts, free tickets to Navy sports events, a birthday card from Bill the Goat, and more. To register, visit navysports.com. Now back to the pod.
1: Welcome back to the pod. It's now time for our Academy Securities Alumni Spotlight. And our subject tonight is former Navy kicker, Matt Harmon. And I actually interviewed Matt this week. I wrote an article about the 2008 Navy Notre Dame game that was the last time... These two schools met at MIT Bank Stadium in Baltimore, and it was a bizarre game. Navy trailed 27-7 with just over two minutes left, and somehow, some way, had the ball with an opportunity to score a touchdown and win the game. And uh, we'll get into that game a little more down, uh, as we talk to Matt. But real quick, Matt, let's clear up one thing real, real fast. Eric Katani was the big star fullback uh as headed to the NFL and we understand that Eric was not real nice to the kickers or or any of the specialists for that matter. He was Mr. Star Fullback. Uh what, what do you have to say to Eric about I mean about his behavior as a undergrad?
4: I can confirm all of that, Bill. Um that's exactly how I remember Eric. Um but nonetheless he's a great friend and um he, you know we're still close. So um Eric was uh yeah. Eric's Eric's what are you talking, talking
2: about, about that was great. We, so the thing is, people know is Matt and I were sponsor brothers for four years. So we had the same sponsor family, Mike and Donna, for four years. So he's full of it. I was, that was amazing. Well, Matt, why don't we talk about your time
1: at Navy? And obviously you had a good run as the starting kicker. Um, I mean, I think you took over as the starter your sophomore season and wound up being a three year starter. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, that's that's correct. Joey had gotten hurt. Joey Bullen got hurt his uh, junior year. And then we um, we uh, sophomore year, I, I, f- I filled in for Joey. And then um, my junior year, Joey um, was healthy and, and we kind of bowed it back and forth. I think I got hurt halfway through the season. Um, and then Joey kind of took over and finished out his senior year. And then um, it was it was me and John Teague uh, my senior
2: year. Also, I have a fun fact about Matt Harmon. Matt, were you the all-decade kicker? Or all century? Um, I'm one, all of, century. I am one of the two. Yeah, that's correct. It's all century or all decade. I think it's the 50-year.
4: Um, I think when they did the 50-year Marine, Navy Marine Corps and Royal Stadium team, that's what. Yeah. that's what mm-hmm. I'm on.
1: Nice. Well, it's well deserved because Matt. I, I just was pulling this stat up. He has the record, the Naval Academy record for most consecutive extra points, 70 straight. And uh, Bijan Nichols had 56 straight, but he that was snapped in 2020. So uh, I, that might be a record you can hold on to for a while. You'd be like Keenan Reynolds. Nobody's ever going to break that rushing touchdown record of Keenan Reynolds. And maybe your consecutive extra points record is one that won't ever be erased.
4: We'll see. I think, um, I mean, I, I thought B.J. was going to break it. Um, he's really good. Um, but, you know, records are meant to be broken, I think. So I, I'm sure some somebody will come
1: along and break that. So real quick, because this has been one of the mysteries of the Navy football season. B.J. Nichols is the first specialist named a Navy captain since like 1920s or something like that. Uh, only the second that we even know about in history. Um, and he hasn't, Played all season. He has not kicked. He he was an all conference kicker last season. Navy thought they had a real strength in their kicker. It's a lower body injury. I know what it is, but I'm not going to say it on a podcast. But are you surprised that it's gone this long? You're a kicker, and if you have a issue with your lower body, and we know the various things it could be an ankle or a, a bad leg or maybe a growing. What uh, I mean, do you think that would keep you from kicking almost the entire season?
4: Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I had an abductor injury, and that was painful. It, was, it hurt to walk. And so I'm, I feel for Bijan. I know he, I know he feels terrible, um, and I know he wants to be out there to play. Um, but, it, it, yes, anything can happen like that, and I, I, I feel real bad for him. And I hope he gets better. I hope he, I hope he can at least play at some point in the season.
1: So let's talk about your career in the Navy, and I believe you are currently a lieutenant commander. Is that correct? That's correct. Right. So everybody on this podcast has salute Lieutenant Commander Harmon, uh, except for maybe Chris. Chris, what did you reach in, in as a rank when you were a high, highly ranked uh, public affairs officer?
0: Well, I, uh, I retired as a commander, but I would happily salute Matt because I am just a slimy civilian now. So uh, <laughs> he, he's uh, he's senior to all of us.
1: So, Matt, why don't you tell us about how your career has unfolded? And I know that at one point you had a very high ranking position in the Navy, as far as legislative affairs and dealing with, you know, government, but kind of tell us how your career has progressed since you left the Academy.
4: It's been great. I've, um, I left the Academy and went um, over to Japan to the USS Blue Ridge. Um, it's probably the best ship in the Navy. Um, got to see every port there was to see in seventh fleet. And, um, I left there, I went over to the Campbell. Um, I was, I was over there for 18 months. I came back to the Academy as a company officer, absolutely love that. It was a great job. Um, and then I left uh, there and went to be a department head on the USS Antietam and a department head on the USS America. Um, once I left America, I came. Um, I was a defense fellow um, in the House of Representatives for Congressman Joe Courtney, who was just reelected on Tuesday um, from Connecticut and um, learned a lot there. And then there was a, there, there was a gap over in the Senate for the deputy director of the Navy Senate office. And I worked with now Admiral Chase Patrick, um, and learned, you know, I was only with him for about five months, but I learned a ton from him and, um, he's a great mentor and somebody that I, that I still talk to. Um, and I've had great mentors all along the way and, and great sailors that I've worked with,
1: um, to help me get to where I am now. So how many total years in the service is that now?
2: Uh, I think we're coming up on 14. Wow. Is that right? Wow. Um, Matt, I, I stopped counting like eight years ago. Yeah, you should have. Right? <laughs> you my ass, right? I got to do the math, but yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Matt, hey Matt, how many countries have you been to since like graduating? Wait, I I don't know. I think
4: I'd have to ride more you, down to
2: really figure that out. Uh, uh, my deployment was we were on South America, circumnavigating. We saw like every country, and it's kind of crazy of all like the you graduate from the academy, kicking you know, and then the next year you're in Japan and you're traveling the entire world in charge of people. So it's impressive. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, time
4: on the Blue Ridge was, was a lot of fun. And I, I highly encourage any midshipman that can ever serve, you know, if they become a slow and they get their first, you know, your first, that first pick of a ship, the Blue Ridge is up there. I, w- I would highly encourage anyone to take it.
1: So, guys, I wrote about this 2008 game that was really crazy. So Notre Dame was dominating the game. Um, it looked like the game was in hand. It was over. Um, and I, I'm going to have to needle you, Eric, because you, had, you have great memories of 2007 when you were the, Chevrolet player of the game after rushing for 71 yards and two touchdowns in the big upset of Notre Dame but your senior year you rushed for 41 yards and you committed a f- <laughs> you committed a fumble at midfield which enabled Notre Dame to uh, for good uh, so uh boo on you but Matt Harmon I, is- I don't
2: I don't remember it I don't remember it
1: so I- yeah I know you, you remember much about that game that's interesting um yeah we one of the heroes because what happened was ricky dobbs came in replaced jared bryan as quarterback and uh, notre dame went for it on fourth and three and it kind of made sense because if they converted they could probably have just taken a knee and run out the remaining clock but they didn't get it and navy scored in four plays shun white with a 24 yard run and all of a sudden it was 27 14 navy had life so they naturally you've got to do the onside kick And it was weird because the first time Matt delivered a perfect onside kick, but the Notre Dame hands team guy batted the ball out of bounds for some reason. He could have just caught it, but he batted it out of bounds. And it turns out that's illegal. So it's a re-kick with a 15-yard penalty, which better for Navy. It's further downfield. The re-kick goes perfectly. And Corey Johnson – recovers and uh, I actually watched the replay Tyler Simmons who was an inside linebacker blew up the member of the hands team who was supposed to feel the ball and that enabled Corey Johnson to fall on it and then lo and behold one play later Ricky Dobbs tosses a 40 yard pass to Tyree Barnes that was another great play Barnes was backpedaling he got the caught the ball and narrowly got his feet inbounds and on the very Two plays later, Ricky Dobbs dies over, and all of a sudden, it's 27-21, and you're like, this is crazy. So what happens? Another onside kick, and Matt does it again. This time, he hits the absolute perfect onside kick. It bounces literally 10 to 12 yards in the air. Corey Johnson, who was the starting point guard on the basketball team before he switched to football, jumps high in the air leaps up and grabs the ball before any notre dame player even has a chance to and navy recovers another onside kick and if navy scores a touchdown with an extra point it wins 28 27 but it didn't happen uh ricky had shun white open and kind of missed him ricky says shun white shouldn't have tried to jump for the ball he should have just let it fall into his hands um and then you know. Matt says that he thinks Corey Finnerty was was interfered with on the final play on fourth down. But the bottom line is, uh, well, and I'll also mention something else because I interviewed Ricky Dobbs for this. There was, he gained seven yards on first down and then uh, there was a sack or something happened. And then he, he, Oh, I guess the incomplete pass. And then he gained three yards for a first down. And on that play, they, when Coach Jasper showed Ricky the play in the film room to the, the following week, if he had handed to the fullback, it was a misread. If he'd handed to Eric, Eric would have scored a touchdown. It was wide open going up the middle, and Ricky kept it. He did get a first down, but instead of – it would have could have been a, a, a touchdown. So I guess, Matt, I mean, we talked about this on the phone. I mean, what is the odds of successfully executing two consecutive onside kicks? I think they're pretty low.
4: I don't know. You know, Watch, I'll, I still watch a lot of football, and I don't, I don't ever remember seeing t- a team recover back-to-back onside kick. So, I can't – I don't think it happens very often when it does happen. And I'm sure it's happened, you know, before and since then. But, um, you know, those are things you just got to get lucky. You got to give the guys a chance to make a play and, and, um,
2: and, and do your job. Matt, what feels better, actually, you know, onside kick or a 50-plus yard field goal? Well, I never, I never kicked a 50 plus shark field goal, Eric.
4: So I'd probably say it onside kick <laughs> one scores points. The other one, the other one doesn't. So they, they both feel good.
1: So before we close it out, I'll bring Keenan back in, uh, cause, uh, we don't want to shut him out of this segment, but Keenan, I mean, you heard about that crazy game. Were you aware of
3: that? what happened in that
1: 2008 Notre Dame game and the Navy almost pulled off the most miraculous comeback ever?
3: No, I, I wasn't aware of that story, but that is incredible. Um, to execute that many onside kicks like back to back and people know it like it's already, it's already hard enough because people know it's coming and people practice this, but to do it back to back, that is just that's crazy. And it's actual it's actually pretty interesting that uh they pe- got for bagging the ball out of bounds because I was under the impression that as long as you bat it backwards, you can do that because they do teach that on the sideline, it's like knock it out of bounds, but you gotta knock it out like either laterally or backward. But maybe that maybe that's like a, I don't know. I could have been wrong, I could be wrong there, but it's amazing, amazing to hear. I just have one question for you. Could you could you kick today, given sufficient warm-up time, could you go kick 30, 40-yard field goal today?
4: I, I would say so, yeah. I think I could. I haven't tried. Um, <laughs> and I would, I would need some practice. I, I would need a warning. You know, you need to give me a few days. And then uh, and then I, I think I could go in and stroke a 40-yarder. But not
2: much farther than that. I've been retired for a while. Matt, I'm <laughs> in Annapolis right now. I'm going to give you till, uh Saturday. Okay. We're doing it.
1: Well, Eric and Matt will both be at the Navy-Notre Dame game, and so will Ricky Clarence Dobbs. And I'll send this out by telling you that Ricky, uh, he's still a little bitter about this because he led Navy to a comeback victory over Temple on homecoming the weekend but Saturday before, and he felt that performance deserved the start. And he was a huge Notre Dame fan growing up, and he really wanted to make his first career start against Notre Dame and they went with Jared because Jared was a senior captain and he paid his dues behind Kaipo. Ricky said, first of all, if they'd started me, we wouldn't have been in such a deficit. And then he said, if they just put me into the game earlier, that would have been the greatest comeback in Navy history, larger than Temple because it came against Notre Dame. So that's That's Ricky Clarence Dobbs' take on things.
2: That sounds like Ricky.
1: (laughs) All right, fellas. Well, that's uh, the Academy Securities Alumni Spotlight. Thank you, Matt Harmon, for joining us. Uh, Congratulations on your great career in the Navy, and it was fun reminiscing about that 2008 Navy Notre Dame game. Uh, Before we send this out, just want to tell you, everybody, that the game is at noon at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. It'll be nationally televised. And uh, before we take this pod out, we always give our – Producer Chris Cervello asked uh, Eric or Keenan or both. Any thoughts or questions, uh, Chris?
0: Do you prepare differently at all for Notre Dame, uh, either individually or as a team? I mean, the you know from a fan standpoint, they always talked about Notre Dame being bigger, stronger. They wear you down. Anything that you do different Notre Dame week that maybe you don't do during the other weeks?
3: Not at all. Same thing, same prep, same film, same routine. Good. Yep, absolutely. I with Keenan. 100% the same. There's nothing changes.
0: Do you notice uh, – I'll just follow up with this. Do you notice the difference in size when you're playing? Or, or is that overblown for, for TV and has become a storyline that doesn't, doesn't match up? I mean, do, do they hit harder? Do they block harder? Um, do, do you see a difference? I, I imagine now with Navy playing in the uh, uh, American Athletic Conference, it might not be that different. But ju- just your take from when you played. I'll Man, say I like
2: – Oh, Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, when I was a sophomore, I was traveling. We were playing Notre Dame, and I'm, like, walking on the field, thinking with a big shot, and then uh, Mickey Okaitis comes back from the locker room to coach now for wide receivers. like, did you guys see that guy in the field? I'm like, what are you talking about? I jog on the field. Brady Quinn has a shirt off at the 50-yard line, like, laying on the ground, legs crossed, looking like a Greek god. I'm like, oh, my God, that's your quarterback? I'm like, oh, we're so screwed.
3: That's that's crazy. Um, I would say, like, I didn't really notice the difference in the size, but when we played – when I played, like, against Jalen Smith, like, we schemed our entire game plan to run away from him. Like, literally, we had, like, one play to his side. The rest of the offense was away from number nine. So, like, people like him, like, they they always have, like, one or two guys that are just, like, you know they're probably going to be first-round picks, and they stand out. But, I mean, the rest of the guys, to me, were just – Division one football players that you the type of players that you see week in and week out. But the thing about Notre Dame is you may come across one team that has like one guy, a receiver, and a tackle, but they got tackles, receivers, running back, quarter, like they have guys at every place that that are like top three, you know, day one, day two draft picks. So I think that's the biggest like note thing that you notice. And they're a lot more discipline. Um, a lot of the teams we, that I played against, after a while, like they would have their initial plan. But then when you start actually, like, getting after them, it kind of breaks down. They get very undisciplined and make a lot of mistakes. Play a team like Notre Dame, you got to be perfect. You got it. You have to execute your plan every single play um, that you're on the field because they're going to be solid, like, not only from an athletic standpoint, but also from, like, a discipline standpoint. So I think that combination is pretty rare. You only see that in a few teams, and they're one of the teams, I think, fall in that bucket.
1: Well, thanks, everybody, to listen to another great episode of the one and only Navy Football Podcast. Thank you to our alumni spotlight guests, uh, Matt Harmon, thanks to Keenan and Eric for their expertise as always. And thanks to Christopher Cervello for being a great producer. We will talk to you on Sunday night when we break down the Navy-Notre Dame game. And hopefully we're talking about something positive. We'll talk to you the next time.